you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. The trade deadline quickly approaching, and there's one name at the top of the list, Deshaun Watson. There are multiple teams who have interest, who would do the deal, who understand the parameters, who know it's got to be three first-rounders and more. Ian Rappaport joins with what it will take to get Watson out of Houston. Plus, rookie tight end Kyle Pitts is becoming the unstoppable force the Falcons hoped for when taking him fourth overall. Steve Weich with a look at how Pitts could solve multiple issues in Atlanta. But we begin in Houston, where the name that dominates any trade discussion in the NFL is undoubtedly Deshaun Watson. He requested a trade this offseason, still dealing with civil and criminal investigations into allegations of sexual misconduct, and now ahead of the November 2nd trade deadline, Our NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport says trade talks involving Watson are intensified. Ian with us now. How is this deal heating up? Well, the deadline is coming. And, you know, usually uh, these trades happen when they have to, right? Like usually it's, it's not like someone waking up and saying, all right, well, maybe I'll just do a trade today. They happen when there's a deadline, when they have to. And the deadlines can come in different forms. Deadlines can come in. I have a game this week and I have an injury and I must have a player. Um, you know, which I would say is like, uh, for instance, the, the Broncos just traded for a, with the Rams for a linebacker. Right, Kenny. They need players. They had to do the trade today, right? Um, that's one reason. This one, you know, there were a couple different benchmarks. There was the draft, um, yeah. because you know, if Deshaun Watson was traded before the draft, they would use the draft capital to then draft players. That did not happen. There was before the season, so the Texans wouldn't have to pay Deshaun Watson's contract. That did not happen. And, you know, now there is the trade deadline, which is coming up on November 2nd. It is a real deadline because after that, players, including Deshaun Watson, can't be traded. Um, And it's, you know, a time when 
for the Texans finally, until next offseason, finally to say who's in and who's out, what are your best offers? So we'll see if they decide to wait until Tuesday. At this point, literally nothing would surprise me, but that's where we are. Are there offers at this point? Or is it still just kind of like parameter talking? Like, this is what we might do? Or is it, is there a team out there that's saying, we will give you this for Deshaun Watson? Well, you know, I would say offers is sort of like, you know, which head coach got offered the job before he's taken. I mean, offers, sure. I'm sure in the Deshaun Watson situation, there's going to be one offer, and that will be the one that the Texans eventually take, right? But there are multiple teams who have interest. Okay. who would do the deal, who understand the parameters, who know it's got to be uh, three first-rounders and more. There are multiple teams interested. Have they you know, put it in writing right. or faxed it over or whatever? <laughs> um, I don't know that that's happened. I'm not sure it matters. Yeah. Um, because if the Texans do this deal, they will have at least, sounds like to me, a couple different options to choose from. And obviously... Sean Watson has no trade clause, so he has significant say in where he would go. And are the Texans still hanging, as far as you understand now, on the three first-round picks that we've kind of been talking about since this first thing, since this trade request emerged? Yeah, and I don't think that's going to be an issue because I don't think anyone, nobody would get into this thinking that they're going to end up paying less. I mean, to me, that's the price. It's how much more is it going to be? It would be the biggest trade in NFL history if it happened. Um, and I don't think anyone's getting in there being like, all right, I definitely want to trade for Deshaun Watson, but I'd only do it for a one. Like, those guys are not right. interested. Are going to trade for Deshaun Watson? You understand all the issues and all the prices. Are there, can, would there have to be conditions involved in these picks? Not necessarily, you know, if he plays a certain amount of snaps or things like that, but like with the legal situation still somewhat in flux. Yeah. Are there conditions? Like, what if the team say, like, hey, look, if he's unavailable for this amount of games because of, let's say, a suspension based on what's happening here, you got to give us one of those picks back or something like that. No, I know what you mean. And it is something I've thought of a lot. And I'm sure it has been discussed at the highest levels about whether or not they needed to do this. Like, let's just say for the sake of argument, let's say it's the Dolphins. You know, would they say, we'll trade you two ones. And the third only becomes a one if this, you know, he's not suspended or he's right. not the commissioner exempt us, whatever it is. I'm sure that has been discussed. I have not heard that working its way into actual trade talks. I think that if the Texans did it, they'd be able to get three firm ones. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a top five quarterback in the NFL. And obviously the issues off the field are real and legitimate and you know, worth consideration and discussion and all of those things. Um, but the price is what the price is. Uh, and I believe the Texans would be able to get it. Certainly. And we're talking about multiple allegations of sexual misconduct uh, in Houston relating back to um, uh, interactions with massage therapists. And that kind of came out uh, almost concurrently with, with with his trade request after things went sour after this last season. And it's been a mess, certainly there, as Houston tries to deal with this situation. It, and going back to the the legal issues that he faces, the allegations of sexual misconduct that he faces, that the NFL is investigating, correct? Still, and that, and that investigation is yep. still ongoing. Is there any end in sight that you've come to understand at all? 
Well, the NFL has not yet talked to Deshaun Watson because that's you know basically going to be the last thing they're going to do. They're going to gather all their information. They're going to get everything, and then usually the subject is the last. So that conversation has not has not happened. Uh, his legal situation as of right now is still open and up in the air. There has yeah. not been a settlement. There has not been any resolution. Um, there is also obviously the criminal investigation in the NFL. Although they do their own investigation, they don't interfere with the criminal investigation. So if they tried to talk to Deshaun Watson now, theoretically, or you know some of the people involved, perhaps theoretically that might interfere with the criminal investigation. They do not want to do that. Right. So that's why they are waiting now. The you know the next step, if there's no settlement at all, the next step would be depositions in February. So let's say the Texans wait until uh, after the trade deadline. They wait until the offseason. Right. It's not like that much is going to be figured out by February or March. A lot sure. of this is still going to be ongoing. So we could be looking at another potential deadline. We could be coming up on another potential draft day kind of pseudo deadline for something like this uh, to get done. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, we are approaching the trade deadline in the NFL. And as it stands right now, multiple teams interested, multiple first round picks would be going back to Houston in any deal that does get struck, but right now, nothing subs- nothing concrete on the trade front for Deshaun Watson. How about elsewhere in the league, uh, Ian? What are you hearing uh, in terms of players that could be on the move or teams that might be looking to make a significant? Uh, a couple of names to watch. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, the biggest. Yeah. Melvin Ingram, right. the Steelers signed. Talked about that this morning. Before the season. Carr steps up, and Carr gets tossed down. Melvin Ingram has his first sack as a Steeler. You know, it's kind of an interesting. I thought it'd be a great fit in Pittsburgh. He's actually playing well, but it doesn't sound like a great fit. Yeah. He could be traded. Teams like, say, the Chiefs have had some interest in edge guys. I think that could make some sense. Uh, Andre Dillard from the Eagles, you know, who is a disappointment in left tackle, and now they have their future left tackle, left tackle in Jordan Melata. But Dillard played there a couple weeks ago and played really well. Mm-hmm. You know that was probably a good um, that was probably a good thing for him, and I think the Eagles are holding out for a second day pick. We'll see if they end up getting it. L.J. Collier, edge rusher from the Seahawks, is another one. Just hasn't quite worked out. Um, you know, I think he's another name who could be traded. Andy Isabella, yeah, uh, with the Cardinals, Over second round or the Teams Cardinals called on him. Yeah, and he's you know he's been kind of mostly inactive, and I get it because. They got Rondell Moore. They got a bunch. Of, they got obviously Hopkins, Christian Kirk, got AJ, Queen, John, AJ Green. There's only yeah. so much room, right? So, uh, and then Marlon Mack from the 32. Big hole from Marlon Mack. You know, still could be traded. We'll see on that one though. Okay, so those are some. Those are some pretty significant names that are out there uh, that could change teams here ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline. Odell Beckham Jr has struggled really to find a fit in Cleveland ever since getting traded from the Giants, at least consistently. He's had some some like marquee, you know, headliner games, but not on a consistent basis. Is there is there any sense that the Cleveland Browns might be willing to to move on from him? I mean, might they be maybe for the right price? I right. mean, it's not, you know, he's been injured 
And again, a 17-yard gain for the first down, but Beckham goes to the sideline immediately after. Not only the sideline, he's going to take the helmet off and sit on the bench. He's grabbing that right shoulder. Athletic trainers will attend to him, but OBJ out of the game for at least the time being. He battled like crazy to get on the field Thursday, which was so impressive, but then played not good. Yeah, the other side of the impressive thing. And he looked like he got hurt again. And like, you know, Odell, it's it's interesting because all the stuff that you heard about Odell early in his career, you kind of don't hear that stuff anymore, but he just hasn't been playing great. Right. You know, so like if he was playing well, this would all be coming together nicely for him, but he's kind of not. And he's been injured and he's making a lot of money. I mean, a better question is, would somebody trade for him? Yeah. And I just don't know. And, and if they like who, you know, who would that be? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I, I believe me, I've looked around. I've tried to figure it out. Like, who is saying, like, I need Odell as the final piece? Sure. Uh, you I mean, know, yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I mean, it's not the teams impossible. that I feel like Definitely need receivers aren't teams that are necessarily going to be sitting there in contention. As you mentioned, that's not a move that the Detroit Lions are going to make. I mean, could the, Packers, could the Packers add a, uh, could the Packers sure. add a, uh, a playmaker to take some pressure off Devonta Adams. Maybe they don't have any cash either, though. Right. So, like, right. there's different moves that you could see. Um, it's just it's frustrating because I just I look at the teams that I think could make moves, and all, the answer is always like they don't have any cap space. Right. Right. Always interesting. Ian Rappaport, great job as always, following all these details for us. Appreciate you taking some time for us today, bud. Still to come on NFL Inside Report. Going back to the, to the initial conversation we were having here, deciding Pitts or a quarterback, do you feel like he might end up serving both purposes because he could end up increasing the longevity for Matt Ryan with that kind of target Great out there? question. Great you know, question. The answer with Steve Weich next. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Falcons rookie tight end Kyle Pitts is a unicorn, a rare breed, a tight end's body, a wide receiver skill set. And after his second straight 100-yard game on National Tight Ends Day, no less, we're all seeing why the Falcons drafted him fourth overall. Steve Weich followed that decision closely. And Steve with us now, why did the Falcons first-year GM Terry Fontenot decide on Pitts rather than going with a potential QB of the future? With some left on the board. A part of it went down to, okay, what are we trying to do here? Because we have a whole lot of holes to fill. Okay, if we get a quarterback right now, because of salary cap reasons, he will be sitting all year unless Matt Ryan gets hurt. Right. So what good does that do with that pick if we draft a guy who's not going to play when we have a lot of other holes to address? So that was part of it. The other part, Arthur Smith loves tight ends. <laughs> I mean, you look... You he look, does. Right, look what he did at Tennessee. Yeah. You know, with, with all the tight ends there. With Johnny Smith, yep. With Johnny Smith and... We're getting the guy, Del- Delaney, Delaney Walker. Walker yep. Um, But they looked at what they could do. Matt Ryan, you felt, could still play. Yeah. Okay. Then the other thing is their salary cap. They were just yeah. up against it. And, they, you know, and I spoke to Terry Fano and he said, look, if we were to trade back, we didn't want to trade back too far because we wanted to get an impact player. Like, people wanted to come up to four but then we would have to go to 12. I'm like, that would leave us in kind of that draft purgatory. We don't want to do that. Really, we looked at it like it would have had to be a lot, something that would be significant this year and in next year's draft. It had to be enough for us to move off of that player. And there, there, was, there weren't any offers that would have been enough to, to move back. So Kyle Pitts was the guy, as we, you know, the unicorn. Yeah. Wide receiver. It's hard to argue with that. Hard to argue. I mean, he is he is giving the Falcons what Darren Waller gives the Raiders. He, yes. He's a very similar type of player. So that's what they saw, and they steadily built him up. They brought in Lee Smith, you know, the veteran. Yeah. Uh, Been a blocking tight end. Yep. But they see what Lee Smith has done in terms of just helping him every step of the way on and off the field. Has been incredible. Then, you, then you've got Hayden Hurst on the other side. They don't pick up his fifth-year option. So Hayden Hurst is, is in a contract year. Yeah playing for free agency. So they know they've got to develop pits really quick. So all of that factored into it, but it more so went down to they wanted a player they could get on the field right away to develop for future years instead of drafting a quarterback yeah. who would have to sit. And, you know, trust me, they, they love Trey Lance and they like Justin Fields an awful lot, but they just not, did not want to go that route right now. Yeah, and I think the first three, four weeks of the season were like – this is why we drafted Kyle Pitts. I mean, like he wasn't getting the targets that he's Correct. getting now, where he's seen 18 targets in the last two weeks. Uh, he's had 200 yard games back to back, week five, week seven. And so I'm looking at like, well, what changed? What ch- Calvin really was unavailable that for was them in London. And, Ru- and, and it seems like it was like, and Russell Gage, right? And so I was like, all right, 
how do we get Kyle Pitts the football? Play fake by Ryan. Matt going to throw for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. First career scoring catch for Kyle Pitts. And maybe it clarified things a little bit. 100%. Well said. It, it clarified it like, okay, now we can put him wide. We yeah. can find some of these matchups that just simply weren't there when we had really in the offense. And then they had a week to basically say, or they had a bye week to basically say, okay, when really engaged, come back. How are we going to keep this going? Because we're not going to go away. Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Yes, he's a red zone target. But then you see in the Miami game, he's not just an intermediate zone area. Oh. They were going deep with him. Ryan comes out firing and floats. And almost to Kyle Pitts with a one-arm grab that flag down. An excellent route run by the tight end Pitts. So they were using him as a wide receiver, lining him out wide, spreading the defense out. Then you got Cordero Patterson, who's just like the story of the year that no one's talking about, running yeah. the ball and, and doing some things out of the slot. So now they're like, okay, we've got toys to play with here. We're starting to figure out yeah. how this works. And again, part of that's functioning because the offensive line is coming together a little bit. The rookie Jalen Mayfield struggled big time early on, struggled in the preseason when they tried him at right tackle, got him at left guard. He's settling in. Yeah. So now, you know, Josh Andrews, who, who was hurt, who was a left guard, he comes back off of IR and they said, hey, we're not taking the kid out because he's starting to really show the progress we need to see. So everything they feel is starting to come together yeah. the way that they had kind of projected and hoped, but now it's becoming a reality, in large part because Pitts is such a threat. Jake Matthews having a nice year at left oh, yeah. tackle too. Caleb McGarry missed this last week, coming back now this week uh, after being on the COVID list. So... Yeah, that offensive line seems like it's coming together. And to continue on Kyle Pitts here, you know, I, I wrote down in my notes when we were looking at him, uh, you know, in the pre-draft process was can create separation like a wide receiver, but doesn't need to because of his catch radius and his ability to make contested catches, right? And so, like that, man, it's such a luxury to have for a quarterback. Do you feel like in you know, going back to the, to the initial conversation we were having here, deciding Pitts or a quarterback, do you feel like he might end up serving both purposes because he could end up increasing the longevity for Matt Ryan with that kind of target Great out there? Great question. Great you know? question. You definitely get more comfortable uh, the more you play with people. But I, you know, I, I trusted him as we got out of training camp. I thought he did a great job for us at, at, at that point too. So I think he's only going to continue to grow. And um, I'm proud of him. He's, he's worked really hard. Because think about it. I mean, Matt Ryan coming into this league, when I covered him, he had Algie Crumpler, who at the time was a perennial Pro Bowl. Yeah. They give it to Crump. Oh, gee, Tony Gonzalez. He comes in. But remember, they were not playing the flex tight end. Right. Like Pitts is playing. Yeah. I so, mean, Pitts is a jumbo wideout. Pitts is a jumbo wideout. He's not leading the running back through the hole in an ISO, you know, like some tight ends can do. Right. He's, yeah. he's Darren Waller. Yeah. He really is used the way the Raiders use Darren Waller. And so... I mean, Matt's 36. Matt's like, 36. But here, here's It's the older. Thing. It's not that old for here, quarterbacks. Right. But here's exactly. And so that's the thing. Contractually, they're still, they've got a big salary next year. They're on yeah. the hook for whether they cut him or keep him. I'm like, the way he's playing right now, you yeah. keep him and you address the other issues. There's no stud quarterback. Right. No, no this, this year, year, this year, really, it's cloudy right now. It's it real, may emerge later, but it's cloudy right now. It may emerge, but still, when you've got a guy like Matt Ryan and the pieces, at least offensively, are starting to shape up mm. because they've got to decide on Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Ridley has had a very. Eh, yeah. Kind it's of been start. uneven this year. Been yeah. uneven after the trade of Julio Jones. It has not really 
showing up at you know consistently. He's, right. he's made some fantastic plays, and the potential is there for him to be great. So I think he's the next one to kind of figure it out. And if he does, right, these guys are three and three right now. They are in the eighth spot of a seven-team yeah. playoff. See, it's a good spot to be in right now. Who would have thought it? And yeah. Look, they may only win three or four more games. Yeah. But if they continue to show the type of progress they want under Arthur Smith, who's showing more and more to me as an in-game strategist and in, yeah. in, in handling the clock and things, that's that's a real positive sign. So here's the other thing that I look at with Pitts. Um, I, you know, we talk about players being matchup proof. Like I wrote this down: matchup proof, game plan proof, player proof. Like I don't know who you're going to put on him. Uh, and he might even be play caller proof because like, even if he isn't like the number one read, if I'm Matt Ryan, like my right eye is over here on my progression. My left eye is on what Kyle Pitts <laughs> is doing here, right? Because like he just, he it seemingly is always an option because of his body type and because of his ability to create separation when needed. Right. And and, and that's the, that's the thing we saw it on that, on that yeah. play deep on the, on the touchdown winning drive. Yes. Because Miami Xavier Howard down the left over side. Him. Xavier Howard, ten picks a year ago. Xavier Howard, right? The blitz picked up. Ryan floats one down the sideline and between two defenders, Kyle Pitts, another spectacular grab. And then the safety comes over just a, a smidge late, yeah. but it wouldn't have mattered because he's six six two forty yeah. with the longest wingspan we've seen come out of any player at his position right. in the draft. Right. Matt Ryan could have thrown that ball basically at the rim. Like a basketball player, and Pitts was going to catch it, yeah, because he's just that big, he's that athletic, and I think getting that that hundred yard game over in London made him realize I can play, I can do this, right, right, because you saw the confidence he played with against the Dolphins, the way they schemed him, and when they didn't scheme him, I'm I'm with you. I think he's because the Dolphins they love taking Eric Rowe, yeah, putting him on regardless of the tight end. Eric Rowe is matched up on a tight end, but the fact that the Falcons had Hurst. And Pitts, yeah, he was kind of going back and forth from time to time. But you talk about, you know, player proof position. Play, player, yeah, that's that's what he is. He he stumped it. I go back four catches week one, five catches, two catches, four catches. So like he wasn't, he, it's the, like he, he, he wasn't, wasn't yards, a part of the though. game. Yeah, yeah, and he, there weren't those impactful plays. And that's what we've really seen in these last two weeks: 119 yards and a touchdown, 163 yards career high this week. By the way, it was the second most receiving yards of any player this week, behind another rookie, Jamar yeah, Chase. Chase. Uh, who's that? So, how about the run right for pass catchers four and five overall in this year's draft with with Kyle Pitts uh, and with Jamar Ooh, you're Chase? You're really digging in on the Dolphins who had number six and Jalen Waddle being not at. Look, and he's and he's a good player. Waddle's okay. He's yeah. a good player. He's just but not at six. It doesn't feel like the guys at four and five, right. at least not yet. Maybe it will be. Um, but here, and you brought up Arthur Smith a couple of times here. I think he deserves a lot of credit uh, for you know his genius on offense because you got to find you got to find creative ways to use your players. He did that in Tennessee, consistently finding ways to get Derrick Henry the football. AJ Brown became a star in this league uh, with uh, with Arthur Arthur Smith calling the plays, and now man, there's some creative pieces. Not just Pitts, not just Ridley. But Cordero, Cordero Patterson? Patterson. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, after this long in the league, finding a niche like this, and he Patterson. is doing it. I yeah. mean, he is he is doing it, running the ball. Ryan under center, hands the ball to it is Cordero Patterson, touchdown Atlanta. Catching the ball, blocking. He was doing pass. Pro, right. I mean, and and it's funny because before the season, talking to other teams about you know what their roster like, yeah, Cordero Patterson. We've seen what he can do. No, apparently not. 
Apparently not because he is starting to get more carries a tailback than Mike Davis. Yeah. He's got a bigger yards per carry. Yeah. And just the way he plays, he plays like his head is on fire every snap. <laughs> and I talk to people in the building and they also say Cordero Patterson is the most pleasant human being in the How building. How cool is that? I mean, yeah. I mean, like he'll go up to yeah. a secretary yeah. or to the equipment guy. Hey, how's everything going? You know, that's just who he is. And they should have a guy like that because we talk about, you know, we talked about how Lee Smith has helped yeah. Kyle Pitts and Jake Matthews has helped the Jalen, Ma- you know, Jalen Mayfield and, and different players. Like They say Cordero Patterson helps the building. I'm just here to play football, to be honest. Simple as that. I'm here to help this team do whatever I can to help them win games. Like I say, no matter if it's a running back receiver, kick return, you know, I'm just out here to play football. And when you've got that as a new coach and a new GM to really help shape a culture yeah. on the steel of an offseason pickup, a $3 million <laughs> one-year pickup, um, who's delivering and all, I mean, that just makes you feel better about everything you've done so far when you get a high-character dude who is out there showing the way on the field and in the building. And, you know, like uh, it was Bill Belichick who I think first really kind of discovered that Cordero Patterson can be, can be more than just a gadget guy in the run game. Gave him 42 carries. By the way, uh, the, the most he's ever had in a season is 64. Just this last year with the Bears, he already has 55. Yeah, he's going like, to pass that. He might be a that 200 too. carry wide receiver turned running back here. Well, well, he's probably got another 14 or 15 catches as well. Yeah, yeah, he's that. sitting here. No, he's got 27 catches 27 this catches. year. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, you look at his... his he's going to have some serious touches. His combined yards per game, the production per game, are yeah. going to make him among the leaders in the NFL yeah. overall. And we're not talking about Cordero Patterson because a lot of people are still kind of figuring out what he is. The Falcons have figured it out. Now teams have to figure out how to stop him. He's more than halfway to a thousand total yards, less than halfway into this season. How about that? Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's he is what they have found in him. And then when I was again when I was speaking to someone yeah. last week to tell me about how great of a person he is, I was like, man, how can you not root for this dude? That's the cool. Point of his career to really shine like he's shining, and maybe preaches a little bit of patience to us for the Falcons who took a little bit of time to get off the ground here. Now have won two in a row. Uh, and are sitting here at three. Let's and let's three let's not let's not push that snowball down right. the hill so right, fast. Right, exactly pointing, right. Things are pointing yeah. in the right direction. It's, it's it's trending in the right direction. Steve White for those. Thanks, bud. You got it right. Still to come: How COVID nineteen is now affecting the monster matchup that kicks off Week Eight in the NFL on Thursday Night Football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And now, the news. Two division leaders kick off week eight in the NFL on Thursday night football. The undefeated Cardinals hosting the 6-1 Green Bay Packers. But the Pack will be without defensive coordinator Joe Barry. That after our Mike Garofolo and Ian Rappaport reporting, Barry tested positive for COVID-19. And now, wideout Devontae Adams has been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, and the Packers have entered into enhanced mitigation protocols. More to come. COVID also hitting the Chicago Bears, where head coach Matt Nagy has tested positive. The Bears also in enhanced mitigation protocols, which include daily testing and mandatory mask wearing for all players and staff, regardless of vaccination status. An MRI confirming a PCL sprain to the right knee of Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. The injury occurring in the second quarter of New York's loss to New England on Sunday, knocking Wilson from the game and could keep him out between two and four weeks. Backup Mike White expected to start in Wilson's place. And that's going to do it for this edition of NFL Inside Report. We appreciate you listening. And reminder, download, rate, and review us over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parachka, I'm Brett Lewis. We're back with you later this week, and we'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.